0: Hi, welcome to Healthy Wealthy Roots, a podcast about financial wellness, mental health, and parenthood. I love unique ideas. I love things that people do that most other people don't do, but that really work out in the end and that are productive. And the concept of a money date is one of those ideas that once I heard about it, I was like, oh my gosh, this makes complete sense. I love this idea. I'm going to include links on the website for today's episode, including a CNBC article from a few years ago, Um, a self-made millionaire named Kyle Taylor. He talked about how he does money dates And he uh, said in the article that every Sunday I sit down for an hour, I look at my spending the week before and think about what changes I need to make in the next week to hit my goals. I make it fun. I make a good meal. I have a glass of wine. And the article went on to say the simple habit has helped him go from broke to wealthy in just a few years. I don't know that it's necessarily the good food and the wine that's made him wealthy. I think that it's just the intentionality of spending time with your plan and figuring out what's going on with your money, what goals you are setting for your money, and uh, how you're doing In your progress towards achieving those goals. The thing about money is, money has no feelings. We have feelings, we have emotions, and we tie a lot of emotions to our money. But think about the fact that the money doesn't feel anything, the money does what we tell it to do. So if you tell your money to be spent on clothes and shoes, that's what's going to happen. If you tell your money to be invested and grow, that's what's going to happen. If you tell your money that uh, you don't really have much of it and so you have to borrow some more, that's what's going to happen. What we do with our money is going to determine how much we have um, and also our skill set and the work that we're putting in will also determine how much we have. So, talking about money dates, I like to think of myself now as my family CFO. I am the chief financial officer of this house. <laughs> and I just like titles, so it's just me being ridiculous, but CFOs for companies keep an eye on the money, keep an eye on the budgets, keep an eye on the trajectories and know what's going on at all times. And that's what I am trying to do for myself and for my son as well. The thing is, the whole concept of going on a date is a lot more fun of an idea than sitting down and having a budget meeting. Can you imagine, for anyone who attends budget meetings for your job, I am so sorry, that just sounds very boring to me. (laughs) I'm just imagining a bunch of papers and charts and droning on and on, and I'm just falling asleep just thinking about it. But that's not what we are here to do. If you make an activity that is typically dull and boring fun, then you're more likely to be actively engaged in that activity. Just like uh, people who set goals in terms of like working out and so on, if it's more fun, if it seems really appealing, then you're more likely to do it. That's one of the... um, pieces of psychology behind the success of Peloton, it's fun, and so you're more likely to do it. And a date is a much more fun idea for me than planning to have a budget meeting or a household budget meeting. Um, You don't have to call it a date. You can call it whatever you want to. You can say you're having money brunch if you're into brunch like I am. You can say whatever you want to say. Uh, How often should you have these? So that really depends. Some people need or want to look at their money on a weekly basis. Some people plan way ahead. I know a few people who actually do their budget annually. And so they break down for each month how spending is going to go, and that works for them. For me personally, I like to do monthly. Uh, Some people do quarterly, uh, which is in line with what a CFO would do at a company, do the quarterly review. And so it really just depends on your comfort level and how often you feel like you should be keeping an eye on things. When you go on a date with someone, the whole point of the date is to get to know that person and you get to know that person by doing something with them. So you go out to eat or you go and do an activity. The same thing applies here. The goal is getting to know your money and you're doing it through some kind of activity. And the activity is going to involve pulling up your accounts, um, figuring out the numbers, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Whether you're using spreadsheets or any of the apps that I have mentioned previously, the most popular ones being Mint, YNAB, which stands for you need a budget, um, personal capital for tracking your net worth. Those are some examples of the apps that you can be using to help you keep track of what's going on with your money. So set a goal for your money date. Uh, For me, because I do mine monthly, I usually have mine at the end of the month, a couple of days before the end of the month. I am usually taking a look at how much was spent that month, where I am in terms of my progress towards my debt payoff, which I talk about on this podcast, uh, as well as my net worth tracking, so how much has my net worth increased over the past month, Um, as well as just in general, my bigger goals. So on this podcast, I also talk about the fact that I am in the financial independence community, and so tracking towards that. Um, And then the smaller picture is taking a look at um, the month ahead. So I'll break down how I do it in just a second. But for you, you want to set a goal for your money date. Are you just going to do budgeting and outline where your money is going to go for the next two weeks or the next month? Or are you going to Set a bigger goal like a savings goal. Okay, well, I want to buy a new car or I want to start saving for a house. How much am I going to be able to afford? How much will I have to save in order to get there? Whatever your goals are, you want to make sure that you're very specific about it so that you don't get sidetracked. So This is um, what you will want to do. You want to make sure to start off with how much money you have coming in, how much money you have right now. Um, And for you, that might look different than it does for other people. For some people, they just have one source of income. For other people, they have multiple And one thing to remember is there are things that we may not consider sources of income that actually are. So if you get paid alimony or child support, that also counts as a source of income that should be included in any kind of budgeting. Um, With the pandemic, stimulus payments that counted as a source of income for people who have multiple jobs being able to keep track of how much money is coming in for each of them so that you can figure out where that money should go. Another thing to keep track of is your expenses. Uh, If you're not used to doing this, one of the things that I recommend often is pulling your last month's bank statements so that you can see where your money went, particularly if you use your card to pay for things. Um, And Mint also helps with keeping track of that as well, Mint and YNAB actually. If you spend most of your money in cash, that makes it a little harder to keep track, but what you can get in the habit of doing is keeping a little notepad and writing down every time you spend cash and how much you spent and where you spent it. Uh, I also mentioned um, keeping track of your goals. So that's another part of the date where you take a look at what, your, what goals you have already set and figuring out where you are in terms of um, the goal that you're trying to achieve. So if you're trying to save up a certain amount for that new car or a vacation or whatever the case might be, checking to see how much you have saved towards that goal. Or if you're trying to invest a certain amount, checking to see how much you've invested towards that goal. If you're paying off debt, how much have you done towards that goal since your last um, money date? Another thing to remember is that, yes, you have current goals, but you can also add in new goals, particularly as your financial health improves, your goals will shift and change. So if you are currently paying off debt, uh, you're not going to be paying off debt forever. At least that's not the hope. The hope is that eventually you'll then be moving that money to a new goal. Um, And so it's okay to add in new goals in your money dates. So let me talk about what I do monthly. I typically would have some music playing. um, And it's usually at nighttime because my son is asleep and I can actually focus and calculate stuff. Um, I talk on this podcast about the fact that I am not great at math and it's okay to not be great at math and still figure out your finances in case anyone is in the same boat. But I usually have a calculator out. I have a spreadsheet opened up and I have access to my um, financial accounts And in that money date, what I usually do is I take a look at the current month and I figure out how much money is left because then I can figure out what to do with that money. Um, I practice what's known as zero-based budgeting. Uh, I've talked about that on this podcast before. But in case you're not familiar, it's where you allocate a job to every single dollar amount that you have coming in. So that ideally at the very end of the month, right before you get paid, all of that money has gone somewhere, whether it's paying debt, saving, investing, spending, um, donating, all of that. So what I do is I take a look at where money went the previous month, if there were any unexpected expenses, making sure that those have been paid and that there is a plan for covering anything that popped up. Uh, I also calculate what the income is going to be for the new month, and I like the idea that it's... A, Brand new month. I'm starting fresh with the finances and it's a clean slate. And then I outline, because I'm doing zero based budgeting, I outline all of the areas of expenses and how much will go into each area. So, how much will go into the house, how much will go into daycare, how much will go into groceries, gas, insurance, um, the debt payoff. going out and having fun because you still have a life, Uh, all of those things. And once I've outlined and created my zero-based budget, I make sure that everything is added up fine and that I did not miss anything that usually requires me calculating a couple times just to make sure. (laughs) And once I'm okay with the budget, that's the biggest piece. Because I am doing a debt payoff, I include taking a look at the debt payoff in my monthly budget um, date. And I will update my numbers for each of the account balances, how much I have left to pay off. And that allows me to know how on track I am to paying off the debt. I use the website Unbury.me, unbur yme and on that website, it allows me to put in the account balance, the um, interest rate, the amount that I'm paying, and it lets me know when I'll be um, completely debt free. So I usually update that as well, uh, and I also am. Spend some time on my net worth calculations. There is an episode for this podcast that um, talks about the importance of knowing your net worth. And this is not something that I really paid much attention to before I got into personal finance, but I definitely see the value in it now. It's hard to know where you're going if you're not keeping track. And um, for some people, their net worth is negative. And that's because they are paying off student loans or have a really big mortgage. Those are usually the big reasons. For some people, theirs are just positive. For some people, they have a big net worth if you think about like celebrities and millionaires, your net worth is how much you own or how much you have in assets. So that would be cash, savings, investments, the value of your house, some people include the value of their car, minus how much you owe. So the balance is remaining on any debts, any mortgages, any loans that will tell you what your net worth is. And so I track my own net worth using personal capital. Uh, There's also another app called My Net Worth. Um, And I usually plug in the numbers to see, okay, well, am I making progress towards my goal? Because for me, the ultimate goal is to increase my net worth over time. I wouldn't want to decrease it, right? The plan is financial health. And if you're financially healthy, things are generally increasing uh, in terms of your net worth. So that's usually how I spend my money date. Again, I take a look at my budget. I plan my zero-based budget for the month ahead. I update my debt payoff and I track my net worth. And that really helps me feel prepared for the month ahead. Um, And it gives me an idea of what to expect. And it also tells my money what its job is going to be for the next month. So I hope that this has been really helpful When you're planning to do this, you can do it on your own. You can also do it with the people that you live with. If you have a partner or a spouse, they can be involved in the money date if they'd like to be. Uh, Ideally, that helps because then everybody is on the same page. I will include more resources on the website, so make sure to check that out. Thank you for joining me today. You can check out the website at HealthyWealthyRoots.org. Most of the episodes have additional resources on their very own page on the website. You can also follow me on Instagram at healthywealthyroots as well as on Clubhouse at HWR. Remember, our future grows from Healthy Wealthy Roots. Next time, I'm going to share with you everything that I did not know about my credit score. Everything from what goes into making up your credit score and all of the ways that you can benefit from having better credit. I'll also talk about some of the ways that you can improve your own credit score. Tune in next time. This podcast offers only a look at what I'm doing and is not meant to substitute the results you can get from working one-on-one with a professional.